welcome to the More Than More podcast, education edition, where we help you build a better business. All right, super excited for my special guest today. This will be a first for me, not one of our agents, not any of our staff members. Um, I stole Miss Yvonne Arnold over from our roundtable today, um, and I thought it would be really fun to just kind of do a quick recap, some practical tips, takeaways um, that we got to learn from you today. So say hi to everyone. Fantastic. Hello. All right. Angela, thank you so much. This was a fabulous day. Good. Uh, really great experience for me as a speaker to your team and your brokerage, and uh, what a great group of people you have. Yeah, we're pretty lucky. We're pretty lucky for the team that we have here. So thank you. You're welcome. Um, All right. So we kind of have some just highlights that I wanted to cover, kind of three big topics. We talked really about operations today, um, money management, um, a little bit of time management, and then business planning. So kind of those were the three big headers of our topics today. So I thought we'd just kind of dig into a little bit some of those practicals um, in case you missed it or if you just need to hear it again. So, um, all right, three branches of your business. Kind of talk to me about um, the three branches of your business. We don't have to get super detailed, but just kind of an over, overall summary of those three branches. So the way I describe it is, um, you know, the, the beams of the spaceship, but yeah. it's marketing mm-hmm. management, transaction management, lead management. Mm-hmm. So I went into kind of the basics of what you need to be doing in those areas. Yeah. And then when you start as an agent, usually you get overwhelmed because there's a lot of jobs all mixed in those three titles. Right. So how are you managing those different areas? So, you know, you listen to uh, somebody that says you should do more social media posts Uh or you should do more marketing. Uh Okay. That sounds great. However, how does it actually get done? Right. Consistently. Right. What does that mean? And how do I actually go do it? So that's what we, we basically, you know, want to teach and train people is Mm -hmm. to start with one thing Yeah, in each of those areas. Yeah. Do you need a listing presentation? How are you building it? What's it look like? Write that down. Yeah. Right. And then, and then build out the segments of your business. It's a marathon, not a sprint. Yeah. You have to build out the time to do that. And as we're coaching our new agents, that makes me just think of too, like first you just have to learn the business, right? I mean, and then kind of start figuring it out as you go. Yeah, that's why I would say we start with transaction management. Yes, absolutely. Because that, that has to get done. It has right? to get done. And, right. and it's part of the contract. And, you you know, you're teaching new agents to do contracts first. Yeah. So learn your contracts because knowing your contracts is power yep. in a transaction. Yep. Uh, knowing all your deadlines and timeframes. And then how is that transaction getting completed? Right. Whether from the time you take the listing to the time it goes under contract with a buyer to yep. the time then it's contract to close. Yeah. Or just a buyer process contract to close. Yeah. How is that happening so that the customer is getting taken care of and it's not just paper pushing at that point? Right. Because you have to keep that personal touch in there as well. Yeah. So setting expectations. Yes, absolutely. You know, what's going to happen next in the transaction? One of your agents said to me that, you know, they want to build out a video email that tells the client, hey, I'm sending you over a listing package to sign. And here's what it means. And here's what it all means. Yeah. And I thought that was brilliant. So you build out an SOP around that. Right. So let's talk about SOPs a little bit yeah. more because all of that is about just kind of figuring it out first, realizing that you have those three branches in your business and then really digging into the SOP. So I guess for those who weren't there or just for a reminder, what does SOP stand for? Great question. Yeah. Standard operating procedures. Okay. And okay. Why, do, why do we need one? Uh, it is how you do the business. Yeah. You know what to do, but how do you do it? Mm-hmm. And everybody, no matter if you're in the same brokerage or not, has a different way of how they do the business, yep. how they want their client handled, right? Mm-hmm. How they want to communicate with that client. And um, so that is the SOP of your literally brain dumping every step of how right. you do something. Right. Here's how I take a listing. Yeah. Okay. So a standard operating procedure, the reason you want it 
primarily is because if at some point you start doing more than deals than you can handle right. by yourself, right. you have to bring somebody on yeah. to help you. And now all of a sudden that person has to learn how to do it somehow. Right. It's easiest to do a couple of things. And I might not have mentioned it too much, but in the SOPs, when you build something out of how you do something, I take a listing this way. I write a contract this way. Yep. Here's how I explain the contract. Everything. Everything, right? Yes. Now you get into listing presentation, how you like it built. What's your marketing going to look like? Yep. How do you want it put out there to the public? Right. What's my postcard look like? Right. Okay. All of these things, you can build out instructions. Yes. So you take a step-by-step step, mm-hmm. and then you can actually do a video. Like, so... I was talking to one of the one of your agents and said Loom is a great yes. product. Yeah. So you record yourself. It's put your little face in the bottom of the thing. Yep. And you record yourself doing the actual task as you're describing it. Mm-hmm. Now you have it in writing. You've yep. written it down. You have it in you video have, format. You have a video format because yeah. now we know most people learn at the 35 and under range. They're learning from video better yeah. than they are reading yeah. something. So it really does have to do with um, building the systems because people, you know, because People don't run like the systems, right? You need to build the process so that if you stepped away or as you add new people, one, you know what in the world you're looking for those people to do. Because I feel like that's probably the biggest, um, the hardship I think of bringing on your first team members is what in the world do I really want these people to do? So you're creating that process already up front, Mm -hmm. right? And then when they come on, that's kind of their procedures. And then they, like you said, even with your assistant that you're learning, like they can go research it and do, you know, make it, make it even better. Make it better. Right? Right. Because we sell real estate. Yeah. We get into this business not to be operators. Yeah. We're, we're, most of us, if you're selling real estate and you're doing good at it, you're not an operator. Yeah. You are a people person. Yeah. You're an artist. You're a visionary. You like talking to people. You're out, you know, extrovert. Right. You don't want to sit behind a computer building out an SOP. Yeah. Okay. So having somebody actually do it for you or you put the basics down. Right, right. Then once you have the basics, somebody else can research the difference. Yeah, I like it. And build it better. Yeah, that's good. Um, All right, so let's talk about, let's go on that people topic a little bit and then we'll kind of hit up time management, money management, um, a little bit bit of business planning. Um, So people, so yeah, we're building these standard operating procedures so that I can bring on people. I like some of your recommendations of thinking about um, when is it too soon to bring on people, right? So like, tell me a little bit more about when do you recommend adding help? So first off, it's a budget issue. Right. That number one is money. Got to be I, making money. You got to be making money. Exactly. <laughs> to be able to bring on anybody else. To be able to afford somebody. Yeah. And sadly, what most people do is they get to about 15 transactions mm-hmm. a year mm-hmm. and they hire somebody mm-hmm. without budgeting. Yeah. And now the stress of having an assistant. Yeah has now taken its toll and three or four months go by, the assistant's not learning much. Mm-hmm. They're not really helping you much. Mm-hmm. You're spending a whole ton of time training them. Yeah, and trying to figure their process. Because you know, you're you're shooting from the hip on mm-hmm. training because yeah. you don't have any SOPs. Right, okay? exactly. <laughs> and so now all of a sudden they don't last. Mm-hmm. And now you're behind the eight ball because you've tried to hire, you've lost six months worth of income mm-hmm. and money going out to them. Mm-hmm. They haven't really helped you. And now you're having to let them go. Yeah. Oh, and, and most you're not people, focusing on the top of your funnel. And you're not right? focusing on the top of your funnel. Because you're doing all of that too. Yeah. You're not doing any lead gen. Yeah. You're you now focused on something else. So that's why I usually say zero to 20 deals a year. You don't need an assistant. Yep. Okay. Do it on your own. You can, if you need somebody to push papers, you can hire a virtual TC. Mm-hmm. They're, you know, 250 to $400 a deal mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. 
and they can push the papers for you. Yeah. Get your signatures for you. Use dot loop thing. Whatever Do some of that using, running for right? you. Yeah. Um, once you start getting into the 25, 30, 35 deals a year, mm-hmm. that's when you could be pushing your limits on work-life balance, yeah. if we want to call it that. Yeah. Okay. Because there, there is such a thing. <laughs> um, so you're working a lot of hours mm-hmm. because now you're, you are your own personal assistant. Mm-hmm. So you're not only a real estate agent, you're a personal assistant. You're also the marketing director. Yeah. You are everything. Right. Okay. That is not, not feasible to grow. It's not sustainable. Yeah. And so, so what I say is right around that 25 deal a year to 30 deal a year, mm-hmm. right around probably pushing it to 30. Yeah. If you're using technology, right, if you've set yourself up with technology, you can get to 30 and 40 deals a year and not need an assistant on your own. Yeah. It's a lot of work. I've done it. Yeah. But I would say right around 30, now all of a sudden you've budgeted. Yeah. You've built out some SOPs. Yeah. Basic ones. You've budgeted for this assistant. Yeah. Now you can go get this all in one Mm -hmm. administrative staff. Mm -hmm. And when I talk all in one, it's transaction coordinator, listing coordinator, marketing person. Okay. All in one. Okay. They're usually anywhere from your minimum wage up to $20, $25 an hour if they're more experienced. Mm-hmm. And and I like in-house to start because yeah. you're building energy around you. Absolutely. You know, you see somebody sitting at a desk next to you doing paperwork for you and doing marketing for you. All of a sudden, it's you're motivating <laughs> to go get some more deals so you can yeah. make sure you pay for them. Yeah, right? absolutely. Exactly. So so that's, and then you're starting a culture. You have mm-hmm. your own little team started and there's a culture there. Mm-hmm. Then, then you kind of start that, that next whole movement journey, to the maybe. next journey that that assistant, I will tell you, um, when you hire your first assistant, the first assistant should take you from 30 deals to 50 deals. Hmm, that's a good kind of way to yep. think about how, how is it working, right? Exactly. Mm-hmm. And if you're able to do 50 transactions and that's buy side and list side, mm-hmm. um, with one admin, you know, you've, you've hit the jackpot. Okay. They're using the right technology. They're learning about the technology. They're making the system and the process even better. Even better. Yeah. Um, Your clients will start saying to you, Angela did such a great job on our transaction. You have such a sweetheart in Angela. She made sure we knew about all that. She explained the paperwork just great to us when we were were signing. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Can I help you with anything? Mm -hmm. No, Angela took care of us. (laughs) That's when you know you made the right hire. Yeah. Okay. Because now you can do the higher level stuff, which... The five most important areas of doing your, of, of running a business, lead generation, Absolutely. lead follow-up, setting appointments or going on buyer appointments, yep. going on listing appointments and negotiating. Yeah. So if you find yourself doing anything beyond those five, you're probably doing something you need to hire yeah. somebody okay. for. Good perspective. I like that. Um, okay. So let's go on. Um, I loved you had some really good lists in this time management. So you kind of gave everybody, I saw lots of phones taking pictures. And by the way, everybody listening, we do have some of these slides to share with you. Great. Um, so don't worry. Um, but daily, weekly, monthly kind of million or dollar, high dollar activities yep. is kind of what you were giving us. So give me some of the, um, maybe just some of the nuggets, right? So daily, I know you dug in a lot to power hour yep. um, and the numbers and conversion ratios that you gave us to n- know how your power hour is working. So maybe dig into that a little bit for me. So the weekly tracking, you just need to know that you're doing stuff every week. Um, and I'll start with this. One of the biggest mistakes most agent make is they say, okay, I'm going to put it in my calendar. Yeah. Well, they put prospecting in their calendar. Oh, every day mm-hmm. for the rest of their lives in their calendar. Mm-hmm. So it just shows up every day at nine o'clock. Mm-hmm. They got prospecting in there. 
However, what we see is that people then take it for granted. It's not a true commitment for that week. Mm-hmm. They've just duck, put it in there. So one of the things I always do is I say, so um, you have 530 gym in your calendar every day of the week. Do you really do that? Do you really? Go, <laughs> did you go to the gym this morning? And they go, oh, no. <laughs> did you go to the gym yesterday? No. How about we just take it out of your calendar then? Mm-hmm. Same with prospecting. They put it in there every week or every day at 9 a.m. Did you prospect yesterday? Oh, no, I got really busy. I went and showed a house. Well, that's great. But that's not prospecting. But that's not prospecting, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. yeah. So, so what I tell them is do it by week. Mm-hmm. Sunday morning, take 30 minutes to an hour and plan your week out. Yep. Get a cup of coffee. Go sit down when the house is quiet. Mm-hmm. And get your computer open and go, okay. What am I going to really commit to? Exactly. I'm committed because you know what you're committed to. In your calendar, it says soccer game, three o'clock. Yeah. It says hair appointment, Friday at 12. Yep. Nail appointment over here. Doctor appointment. Those things are in your calendar and you're not going to miss them. Right. Okay. Now for that week, you're going to say, okay, because I have these things already in there, they're big rocks. Yes. I have to get those done. Yes. Now I'm going to put the next big rocks in. Mm-hmm. And the big rocks are going to be, I have to make calls and contact my my clients, mm-hmm. past clients, mm-hmm. new consumers, new clients. I got to go talk to some people. Mm-hmm. You put that in there. But now you're looking at your calendar for a week and you're going, okay, I'm, I'm not going to make it on Monday morning at 9. I'm going to do my calls at three o'clock in the afternoon. It's more realistic, right? It's more realistic. As the time goes, instead of, yes, this repeating appointment. (laughs) Exactly. You're not ignoring it. And so what I find when people do that, now they are much more strategic and Mm -hmm. committed to what's in their calendar. Mm -hmm. And I always say, if it's in your calendar, it is a non-negotiable. Otherwise, you put it in there and now it's a wish list. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people will say, oh, but I put that in there, Coach Yvonne, because I want to remember to do it. No, that's a task list. Yeah. We have other systems to put those in that yeah. will notify you by email, you text, anything yeah. to do a task. Yeah. But this is an actual commitment and non-negotiable appointment mm-hmm. with yourself yeah. or with the doctor or with the soccer game. Mm-hmm. It's a, it's, it's a com- committed appointment. Yeah. So, and I like your, um, breakdown five, five, four, two. Am I yeah. saying that correctly? Yes. So that's from the Tom Ferry ecosystem yes. as far as like coaching and things like that go. Can you explain the five, five, four, two system just for some, again, newer agents, just like, where do I start? Right. right? We did that, uh, breakdown of five, five, four, two to remind people it's that simple. So if we say we would, you know, to do 24 transactions a year, you really need to talk to 150 to 200 conversations a month, depending on your skill set and how much um, where the leads are coming from. Okay. So then we said, well, wait a second, how many is that a day? Well, if you break it down, like I did on the, on the screen, it turned out to be five conversations a day. Right. What we determined was, okay, that's great, but let's really make a kind of an acronym in numbers. Right. Um, five past clients, five new, mm-hmm. okay, so new people you met. Maybe you went, did an open house Sunday, mm-hmm. and you have five new people from open house yep. leads. You're going to talk to five new people. So it's five people you know, five people you don't know. Yep. You think of it that way. Yep. And four lead follow-ups. That yes, means absolutely. they're inside your CRM. Already. You've already been trying to touch them, connect yep. with them. Yep. You've had a conversation with them. You just put those in there and talk to four of those. Yep. And then recently, over the last couple of years, we added the two. The two. Because it's video. Yeah, two videos. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Okay. I like that. Just a good way to break it down. A lot of people just need something more concrete that they can right. really hold on to. Well, think about it. Mm-hmm. Without the video, that's 14 conversations you would have. Yeah. You're surpassing that five a day. Right. 
See, so so maybe if five days a week of prospecting right. isn't realistic for you, maybe four. You can get fourteen conversations in a day, three days a week, and you're hitting yeah. the numbers you need to hit for your week. Yeah, that's good. Okay, all right. Let's roll into a couple of the top points from our the money management section yeah. and look at some of the business planning stuff because yeah. it is that season. So it's an important thing to be talking about. So money management. I love that you said that there's three types of money managers: um, those who are broke, those who are rich, and those who are wealthy. Mm-hmm. Um, give me a little synopsis of that for me. Yeah. So when we talk about the the broke, mm-hmm. it's eighty percent, believe it or not, of our industry. They literally die broke. Uh, they have to, they don't have any plans for retirement. They have to rely on loans, family members, anything like that. Mm-hmm. In my life of being a 30 plus year agent, plus having been around the industry since I was 14, um, I just find that um, unacceptable. Yeah. It's just not acceptable because we are in an industry where you don't have to have that. It's not happen. necessary. It is not necessary. Yeah. So, so that is the group that's the broke. The rich are the 15% mm-hmm. who have assets, they have cash, and they have about $3 million in net worth. And that's all their assets minus their liabilities. And, right. and they're, they have a great life. Yeah. They can live comfortably and they're perfect. Then there's the 5% who are the wealthy. And we call that generational wealth. Mm-hmm. And what we mean by that is... You are building wealth that is absolutely going to live past your life. Beyond you. It's beyond you. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, And when you have that ability, that means that your children and your grandchildren, not only are they working work ethic, they get work ethic because you're building it and you're showing them the work ethic, but they are also building their own. Yeah. So now they're taking that kind of leg up Mm -hmm. that you're giving them Mm -hmm. in that net worth Mm -hmm. and they're able to then go do bigger things even. Yeah. So it's really important to designate who do you want to be? Yeah. And if you want to be in the 15, top 15%, kudos. Yeah. I mean, that is where perfect. Yeah. I would love to see everybody in the top 15%. Absolutely. Okay. So see that number grow too first. Right. and, And to get there, there's no secrets. It's hustle. Yeah. You have to have high work ethic. You have to have a plan, a routine, mm-hmm. and you have to commit to doing it. Yeah. And I think it starts with just smart money decisions, yeah. right? Looking at analyzing your money, looking at where your money's going, separating your funds into different places and things right like that as well. Right now is a critical time. Yeah, absolutely. I, mean, I did the raise of hands. Yeah. You know, those of us that have been around a long time, we're starting to phase out. One of your agents came to me and said, I've been a realtor for a long time. I do 20, 25 deals a year. I want to exit. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to help her create that exit plan. Yeah. There is one. However, the majority of what we see now in our industry are people that are less than 10 years. Yes. In the industry. They've not had a market shift. In 10 years, it's been going up. Yep. Now they have to see that market shift. And what I'm telling everybody, you start with analyzing your money first. Yep. Go pull out your credit cards, go pull out your bank statements and highlight last month's everything you spend on your business Mm -hmm. and then go really have a real come to Jesus meeting with yourself. Yeah. Am I using these products? Am I spending money in the wrong place? Mm -hmm. Uh, Is it making me any money? Should I move that money to something else else that's going to help me do my job better? Yeah. Right. And that's the first step. Once you do that, now you're getting a handle on, oh, I'm not afraid of this anymore because most people are afraid of their money. Yeah. They don't want to look at it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. 
And then we start saying, okay, so now if I'm cutting all this, some of this expenses, now what am I going to do? Well, you're cutting at the same time as you're generating new business. Yeah. So that's the, that's the big, that's the best yeah. part. Yeah. So in a shift, right? Like we'll take a hard look at the fund or where the funds are going, mm-hmm. adjust, mm-hmm. make um, some cuts where needed. where needed, be smarter about where you're going and where you're spending your time, effort and energy and your money, right? Your dollars. Um, and there's ways to definitely come out ahead, right? Always. Oh yeah. I mean, just alone, if you can get a handle on where you're, like we talked about, are you subscribing to every Netflix, Hulu, you know, <laughs> cable, whatever? And, and are you even watching it? Right. It, you know, determine what you're really using and then cut that. Yeah. And it might look like pennies in the beginning. But it so adds up. It so adds up. And so once you do that, now all of a sudden, okay, now I'm going to counter that with working more. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go I'm gonna do work this harder. I'm going to work harder. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to work harder. I'm going to cut over here. And the saying that we always yes. use is, is basically do the things for the next five years that most won't mm-hmm. and have the life that others never will. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's a saying amongst our ecosystem yeah, that goes absolutely. a long way because um, in five years, you'd be surprised if you put your head down and get in the trenches, how quickly you might reach it in less than five years. Right. You know, and so when you reach it in less than five years, it, it, the sky's the limit at that point, mm-hmm. right? And your friends and your family are going to go, what, are, what did you do? How, how are you doing that, I right? I did the things the others wouldn't do. They did the things everybody else wouldn't do, which is door knocking, making calls, holding open houses, working Saturdays and Sundays, you know, all of that. Yeah. Doing what your broker asks you to do. Yeah. <laughs> all the <laughs> things know? that we're telling you to probably yeah, yeah. go do. Exactly. Yeah. All of these tools that you've been given. Yeah. And, but that's the other thing. The overwhelm can come at you. Oh, yeah. So you have to narrow it down to pick one or two things and then get deep on it. And I said, you can have all the ideas in the world, but you only need to go deep on one or two mm-hmm. to make a million dollars. Yeah. yeah. And focus on that and, and, you know, roll up your sleeves. Dig in. And dig in. Yeah. yeah. Love it. Love it. All right. Let's wrap up with yeah. business planning because it is that time of the year. You said this is, I mean, we're getting ready to do a whole kickoff to our business planning series. Um, but yeah, you're just spending a lot of time in coaching right now doing that. Yes. Um, planning for the next, for next year. Um, give me, I know I kind of put me on the spot here with this okay. one, but give me your top three to five. If you have three to five non-negotiables. When I'm sitting down to do my business plan, what would you say are like the top three to five non-negotiables? Perfect. Okay. So. Number one, you have to know what you did this year. Yeah. So you better have your numbers. Know your numbers. Know your numbers. (laughs) You need to know how many units you closed, what, how many, were they buyers, were they sellers, what lead sources those came from. Love it. Okay. You need to know how much income did that make you. So what's your average sales price, your personal average sales price, not your market. Market, yeah. Your personal average sales price, your personal average commission. Okay. Um, You need to know those numbers. Yes. And from that point then, now, when we look at that, then number two- now we go, okay, what do we want to do in 2023? Yeah. So now we say, hey, I got five deals from my past clients. I got one deal from Zillow. I got two deals from open houses. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. So where do you want more deals? Now, if you did 10 deals this year and you want to do 24, so which lead sources are you are going you to do more? Them? One of the biggest mistakes I will tell everybody, do not make this mistake. Do not put one, 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 one next to every lead source. No. Okay. 
Yeah. People do it all the time. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy because what we're doing is this is a plan now. It's not the actuals. You're going to have those onesie twosies show up. Yeah. But you want to put, I want to do 10 deals from past clients and sphere. Absolutely. I want to do 10 deals from open houses. I want to call and do 10 expireds. Now I'm at 30 mm-hmm. and I only did three lead sources. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now what happens is I can funnel the money that I need to mm-hmm. into those three. Absolutely. Deals are going to fly in from behind right. from all places. Right. But you are funneling into those. So those are two areas. That's the start of it. Yeah. Know where you know are. Know your numbers. And know what you, where go. you want to go. Okay? Yes. Love it. And then from there, well, you have to decide why do you want it? Yeah. It's the hardest thing most people do. Mm-hmm. They really truly don't know why they want it besides money. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because we're, we're a money society, right? <laughs> yeah. You, and right now, especially with inflation, you have to have money to live. Yes. Um, and so... We always are thinking in that perspective, but I really want people to go deeper. And that's why I talked about your vision. Yeah. And, you know, is there something that you want to achieve? Is it a vacation home somewhere uh, in three years? Is it a um, new car? Yeah. Is it a Disney World trip with your family? Yeah. Okay. Is it a trip to Italy? I always tell the story I did... um, one year, my husband, I told my husband, I said, I want to go to Italy and I want to do it like a local. I want to go for 21 days Ooh. and I want to do it in September, our birthdays. He's like, okay. So we planned it a year and a half in advance. Yep. I knew exactly how many transactions I needed to close between January and, and August because I needed to have front load all right. my deals yeah. before I left. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Because by the time I got back, it's going to be business planning for 2023. Right. So literally I planned it for a year and a half booked the trip a year and a half before, and then I started doing the process. Right. I hit my mark August 1st, okay? Hit my mark, added a few extra deals in there, and then went on the trip of our life, had a fabulous time, and then came back, and everything I did between October, November, December was gravy. Plus, it got me into first quarter of the next year year with stuff in the pipeline. Yeah. So... I wanted it bad enough. I had a vision of why I wanted it. Yeah. I put it up in front of me and now I knew. Backtrack to what's get, what is it going to take to get there, right? Exactly. Right. So I knew exactly what I had to do every day yeah. to get there and yeah. it happened. Yeah. Um, you can do that weekly, monthly, yearly. I mean, Tom says, write your 10-year letter. Yeah. You know, write your 20-year vision. Mm-hmm. What's it look like? Yeah. And when you start getting in those kind of habits to do that, boy, does going to work mean something? Yeah. Because those days that are really hard, you get deals like, that fall why out. Why am I doing this? Why am I doing this? Yeah. Clients aren't nice to you. <laughs> you don't get a deal, right? Yeah. Um, something goes wrong. A house floods, you know, whatever. All the things. All of the things that happen <laughs> in our business. You have to be able to go draw from that area mm-hmm. and say, okay, wait a second. Take a deep breath. This is why I'm doing this. Reset. Yeah. And you reset yourself. I love it. That's very good. I love those three. Yeah. Well, I just want to say a big thank you for coming to Iowa and joining us today. We appreciated your time so um, and your knowledge. And yeah, so yeah. thanks so much for being here with no, us No, thank you. This was fantastic. And I really enjoy Iowa. Well, thanks. <laughs> Come back. <laughs> thank you for joining us today. For more episodes, resources, and show notes, head to morethanmorepodcast.com.